And we got a port profile day today, kids. St. Martin. Let's go. You're listening to the Always Be Booked Caribbean Cruise and Orlando Vacation Cruise Cast with your host, Tommy Casabona. All aboard and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Always Be Booked Cruise Cast show coming to you not quite live from Orlando, Florida. I want to thank you guys so much for taking the time to find, download, and listen to the show as we cover anything and everything relating to cruising. As you heard, it is a port profile day. We're getting into St. Martin, one of, if not my absolute favorite, favorite port, island, whatever you want to call it. It probably would be a hands-down favorite of mine. I do like the fact that some of the U.S. territories are in the mix, so that's a little bit of the advantage with the St. Thomas. Also, St. Thomas is a little bit more industrial, a little bit more, I guess, friendly to the, I guess, over-the-top party. Maybe not, though. Who knows? At least from a cruise standpoint, there's a lot of there's a lot more casual stuff going on in St. Thomas that you can be a part of. Uh, it does have that, a little bit more of an American feel, a little more, you know, uh, I'm going to say CD, but a little more down-to-earth, I'll say, St. Thomas is. A lot more dangerous, too. But getting right into it, first and foremost, as usual, at the top of the show, we wanted to start by saying that you are highly encouraged to follow us on Instagram. We have a lot of fun on there. We do a little, we do some memes. I mean, I, 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 do, I do sit here and apologize to you for how dumb some of them are. But I do take a little bit of the uh, throw enough stuff at the wall. A lot of it's going to stick practice with that sometimes it's just pictures sometimes i have to throw in some i mean just childish childish comment via a meme or whatever pretty much all original if it's not original i'll definitely if i if i find it from somewhere i'll make note of it but so far i think they're all original i don't think i've taken anything from anywhere i don't know if i should be admitting that i don't know if i should be so proud of that but you know if if you don't laugh with it laugh at it feel free instagram uh, find me always be booked or ABB cruising. Also, most importantly, iTunes, please. I would love some more ratings and reviews. There's been a nice little spike since we did that final holiday push. We're still on it. There's about 10 left, I would say. Uh, we do have a, a little bit of a pop from there, so I do appreciate that. Uh, another thing we're going to try to get a little bit more into, I just launched the YouTube channel. I had one up, but I kind of changed it, didn't love it. So I don't have a ton of content up there, but there is some stuff up there. Some of it you may find informative, some of it may be entertaining, some of it may just be dumb and ignorable. A lot like the show too, huh? This whole always be booked thing is basically pretty much just... Uh, a stream of consciousness, good, bad, or indifferent. Sometimes funny, sometimes it. To me, honestly, it's always funny because if it's if it's not a shout out to Bria, I, that whole Beyonce one, the Cara Beyonce. I mean, come on, do you think I don't know that is over the top stupid? Uh, but I'm gonna do it anyway. You know what? Just laugh at it. What do you want me to do? You know, we're seeing what happens here. A project, a quick little project I came up with last week was to do the 12 Days of Cruisemas. I don't know if any of you have heard that. It's on the YouTube channel, and it's on uh, – It's actually, I think it's just the YouTube channel. 
I put it up on the Facebook. I put it up as a preview on Instagram. But you can find the 12 Days of Cruise Myth. Cruise Myth? No. Cruise Myth. Uh, produced by myself, written by myself. There is an audio version that I am about to share with you. Again, in the vein of dumb, you know, but maybe some of you find it maybe slightly amusing, hopefully somewhat enjoyable. I'm going to play it for you guys momentarily. But if you go on YouTube, you go to YouTube and you go to Always Be Booked, you'll find uh, the video version that I made of it and I attached the appropriate pictures with the video, uh, with the song on a video form that hopefully you might be able to enjoy. If you do enjoy it, please share it. Believe it or not, it didn't take that long to do. I really thought it was going to take forever. I just had this idea in my mind. You know what? The 12 days of Christmas. wouldn't that be funny if we just did a montage of a bunch of things that are, I guess, kind of cliche cruising type stuff and uh, put it to music. I went on to Fiverr and I had uh, a woman named Stasi record it. Liked her voice, did a few samples. It's amazing this world nowadays, huh? You could just go on Fiverr. You write a song. I mean, I could tell you right now if it would be a train wreck, a plane wreck on top of a shipwreck if I tried to sing. So I did not, I did have, you know, give me credit for that. I did have the self awareness, the wherewithal to know not to try to sing this freaking stupid song. But. I did think it was kind of uh, kind of amusing, so I put it together, and it's amazing. You can go on to Fiverr and any talent you want, whether broadcasting, uh, graphic design. I'm not Fiverr's Fever Fiverr. I don't even know how to say the damn thing. I think it's Fiverr Fiverr.com, if I'm not mistaken. Can I take care of all that stuff for you? So, 12 days of Christmas. You're about to hear it. Sit back, listen, laugh, enjoy. Pour yourself a cocktail, and get into the holiday spirit cruise style. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a cruise to the Caribbean Sea. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two turtle towels and a cruise to the Caribbean Sea. On the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Three sea day brunches, two turtle towels, and a cruise to the Caribbean Sea. On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me four shore excursions, three sea day brunches, two turtle towels, and a cruise to the Caribbean Sea. On the fifth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me five frozen drinks, four shore excursions, three sea Brunches, two turtle towels, and a cruise to the Caribbean Sea. On the sixth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me six dolphin swimming, five frozen drinks, four shore excursions, three sea day brunches, two turtle towels, and a cruise to the Caribbean Sea. On the seventh day of Christmas, my true love gave to me seven spa appointments, six dolphin swimming, five frozen drinks, four shore excursions, three sea day brunches, two turtle towels, and a cruise to the Caribbean Sea. On the eighth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me eight extra pounds, seven spa appointments, six dolphin swimming, five frozen drinks, four shore excursions, 
excursions, three sea day brunches, two turtle towels, and a cruise to the Caribbean Sea. On the ninth day of cruise, Miss My True Love gave to me nine electric slides, eight extra pounds, seven spa appointments, six dolphin swimming, five frozen drinks, four shore excursions, three sea day brunches, two turtle towels, and a cruise to the Caribbean Sea. On the tenth day of cruise, Miss My True Love gave to me ten hours of Wi-Fi, nine electric slides, eight extra pounds, seven spa appointments, six dolphin swimming, five frozen drinks, four shore excursions, three sea day brunches, two turtle towels, and a cruise to the Caribbean Sea. On the eleventh day of cruise, Miss My True Love gave to me eleven bingo cards, ten hours of Wi-Fi, nine electric slides, eight extra pounds, seven spa appointments, six dolphin swimming, five frozen drinks, four shore excursions, three sea day brunches, two turtle towels, and a cruise to the Caribbean Sea. On the twelfth day of cruise, Miss My True Love gave to me Twelve karaoke songs, eleven bingo cards, ten hours of Wi-Fi, nine electric slides, eight extra pounds, seven spa appointments, six dolphin swimming, five frozen drinks, four shore excursions, three sea day brunches, two turtle towels, and a cruise to the Caribbean Sea. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Hoping you found that tolerable. Uh, 12 Days of Cruisemas. Again, please, if you got any dose of amusement at it at all whatsoever, please feel free to go find it on YouTube at Always Be Booked. Don't do the preview one. I put the preview one up. I got to take that down probably actually. What's the point of having that up there? I just put a preview version on Instagram because the Instagram videos can only be 60 seconds. So I wanted to promote it a little bit. So I gave a little bit of a, what do you want to call it, a sizzle up there on Instagram and Hopefully, uh, people would be drawn to it and want to check it out. Uh, it's got a couple days. It's got five, six hundred views now. You know, I'm not quite where I wanted it to be, but I'm hoping to maybe see if we can get this thing viral. I could say we probably do have only about ten, uh, nine or ten days to get it to go viral because it's pretty much useless after that. Maybe, maybe we'll, maybe we'll make that a theme. I could write a little song here and there. Maybe we'll come up with some other. Uh, maybe we'll do the cruise. Don't stop believing or something like that. And uh, I'll subject to you guys to that uh, ridiculousness as well. All right, listen, you guys are here. We're here. Let's do the let's do the port profile. We're talking about Saint Martin. Saint Martin is a beautiful place. You know, when you talk about, I just you're talking about heaven on earth. You're talking about places that you just want to go because you know sometimes you cruise for different reasons sometimes you cruise for the ship sometimes you cruise for the price sometimes you cruise because the time factor sometimes it's because it's uh, just the time of year that you're going to go on that, that just fits in and you know what these this particular cruise because you love to cruise fits into your time frame so you're not so concerned about where you're going but if you can, if you can draw it up, if it's up to you and all else is equal, do yourself a favor and book yourself a cruise to St. Martin. I know a lot of you have. Uh, I have a few times, and I loved every minute of it. I'm going again. 
in March, March 5th off the uh, Oasis. So I'm looking forward to that once again. But let's get into it a little bit right now. Uh, So let's just talk about the island a little bit. It's in the Caribbean, obviously. It's surrounded pretty much. It's not like in a circle, but it's it's right in the midst of Antigua, St. Kitts, St. Croix. And the British Virgin Islands. It's one of the larger ones you would say that you visit if you're just going to a basic island. Now, an interesting fact about it, and I know a lot of you know this, that it's Dutch and French. You know that's the smallest body of land in the world that is governed by two separate nations. It's pretty interesting, the setup that they have. They have the, So you have the Dutch area, which is to the south. And then north of that is the French. Dutch is a little bit bigger. It's a completely open border, which is crazy because you're talking about two real countries, basically. They're not the actual nation, but they're uh, you know territories of those nations. There's two locations where you can travel by road. They don't even really care who goes where. I mean, from a governmental standpoint, they just you know, it's an open border. It's very, very interesting, though. It gets a little bit more intricate when you talk about the dynamic between the Dutch and the French. You know... The Dutch are a industrial, hardworking, you know, progressive, nose to the grindstone type of culture. And they really, really are wanting to advance their society. They want to move forward. They want to do it big. They want to do it better. They want to do it more. They want it to go faster. Uh, they want to go higher. Uh, the French, on the other hand, just want to stay simple, they want to keep it classy. Uh, they have a little bit of an air of we're too good for all that stuff. We want it the way we want it. You go run around and sweat and build your buildings and try to compete with and keep up with the Joneses. We like it the way we have it. We want this beautiful, untouched, uninhabited, unspoiled, if you will, land. And it's in law there that if you want to build on the French side, you can't build a building that is higher than four stories. Whereas on the Dutch side... They're just trying to go crazy with these high-end skyscraper hotels and resorts and stuff like that. And it is an interesting dynamic that's just such a small area will uh, will basically give you such a different dynamic with people. And they have to share that. And these two different types of personalities have to coexist. Doing my research when I was there, talk to the cabbies, talk to you know the tour guides, talk to the locals, and you find that The French do, far be it from me to accuse the French of being uh, a little snobbish, but um, maybe that's a little bit strong of a word, but there is an absolutely almost unspoken, almost polite resistance of the Dutch from the French. The the French have their area, and it's almost like they look down on the Dutch, which is ironic because now you have from the Dutch side of it this other type of mentality where, you know what? French are too good for us, you know. We, you know, they they actually give them a little bit of a look, and they say it in a nice way. They'll they'll smile at you. Whatever characteristics or personalities of the mother country exist have, interestingly enough, kind of filtered down to the island. And you know, if you have a Dutch guy who is you don't know, or he's or, or ends up over on the French side, you know, maybe if it's a cab driver driving around, within three sentences of a conversation, the French side guy will be like, what are you doing around here? Not th- Obviously not throwing him out, not being confrontational, just kind of giving him like that little hint that, you know, this is this is this is the French side. What are you what are you doing over here? You know, and it's interesting. And the Dutch side, they feel that they feel that little sense of, I guess, rejection from the French side. And 
they have a little bit of a complex, and to me, rightfully so, because, yeah, while the French, they're all, you know, we're going to keep this pristine land, and we're not going to just mar it with these skyscrapers and block the view of the water and, you know, make it so that all you see is buildings and less sky, beach, and, and water, and the Dutch side, they're building like crazy, but the French... They rely on the Dutch because what what is that what does that industry create? It creates tons of jobs, tons tons of of money, and just it, it just grows the economy. And the French have absolutely no problem applying for these jobs, these construction jobs, or these you know uh, sought after hotel jobs or service jobs or whatever. And they go over there to work, and it's nothing. And the Dutch are not the culture is the the Dutch do not. Look at the same way. They do not say to the French, what are you doing here, Frenchie, or anything like that. That's just – it's a known thing that the French come and go to work in the Dutch Phillipsburg, any area in the Dutch side of the island. And it's not questioned by the Dutch, but it is the other way. So like I said, it is an open border. It's a they, – they coexist peacefully, but there is, interestingly enough, this little air of just slight, slight hostility – that I've gotten firsthand from not one, not two, but multiple people on the Dutch side. So the French are the French are very proud of their side, and they want to they want to keep it the way it is. And I don't knock that, but there is it, it is a little hostile here and there. All right, so you cruise in when you cruise into the island, you cruise into Philipsburg, which is on the Dutch side. This place is bustling. Tons of stuff to do right in port. Tons of restaurants. Tons of places to eat, drink places to shop and it is very very nice it's kept very very clean and you really you know you get a good feeling when you get there if you want to get into the uh, island a little bit you pretty much have to take a water taxi there is a way around they tell you that you can get to the stuff by not necessarily getting on the water taxi but when you get off the ship it's pretty much way way quicker to just get in the water taxi take it over to another area where you can get a bunch of cabs anywhere as well it's safer than st thomas statistics are astonishingly astonishingly more negative in st thomas when it comes to violent crime when it comes to theft robbery drugs and stuff like that one of the things i took note of and you you could tell i talked to a lot of them and spent a lot of time having conversations with anybody i came into contact with more than any place i've really been they have so much of a pride in their in their island, and they will. They're, they're almost like literally walking chamber of commerces all over the place. When you talk to any of them, I was in a cab. Uh, just a, a side note: I was in a cab. We got caught at a uh, drawbridge, and you know, at first you're like, "Oh man, my luck!" Drawbridge goes up, but it was amazing because what we got the chance to do i'm sitting in the back of this cab and this cab driver was absolutely going out of his mind because he was just there was yachts what the problem was is that there was just i guess they do it maybe a few times and you have to if you want to go into the harbor and dock your yacht in saint martin they give you i guess maybe three time slots throughout the day and if you're going to go during one of those three time slots they're going to do a bunch of them they're going to march like maybe i don't know 20 yachts through the thing so you're hanging out in the harbor waiting for the drawbridge to open and then you line up and then you all go through so lucky enough unlucky enough like like i said i'm up earlier than most of the people that i cruise with so i did a few tours and explored the island a little bit hit up a beach and then i go back and find my people so i'm on a i'm in a cab trying to go back and it's a little bit of a time sensitive thing because 
they're up now. It's after you know twelve o'clock, one o'clock in the afternoon. We got to be back on the ship by four, and we want to see if we, they, I can make something of the day for them. Where we so we're locked in behind this uh, drawbridge, but these yachts that came through two, three, four million dollar yachts. I mean, one was nicer than the other. And the cab driver that I was with was absolutely flipping out over each one. And it was really, really cool to have him, to see that he lives in paradise, he works in paradise, and he knows it. He gets it. He doesn't take it for granted. And he's absolutely so proud. He was he was telling me about, you know, the, the all the industry stuff. And he was telling me a lot of the dynamic stuff between the French and the Dutch. And he was telling me. You know what it would take if you wanted to open up a business, a hotel. Uh, he did talk about a little bit of the corruption. He said the the, the government is pretty corrupt in terms of if you it's a pay to play situation. Uh, people will get screwed. Locals will get screwed. People will get screwed despite any laws that they have trying to cater towards local business owners. If you got a briefcase or an envelope full of money, you're gonna get priority. And I know I've heard a few stories of people getting screwed out of business opportunities there uh, based on somebody just, just coming in with a little bit more of a thicker wallet. So that happens. But, I mean, it was just an out-of-control experience watching these yachts go through because it was just this beautiful circular harbor that later in the um, in the show we'll talk about where you can see them all from. But just an amazing view of these pleasure crafts that are just out of control. I mean, we must have just stood there and we must have watched – uh, half a billion dollars if not more just cruise right past us past that drawbridge if you're going to get stuck at a broad drawbridge that was the way to do it what else do we got it, it's cooler about saint martin too it's pretty classy you know what i mean nobody harasses you you know you do on a lot of these islands and you, i don't want to be the first world problems guy but the truth is is that it is you go on vacation and you know aside from the annoyance factor of it it is kind of like uh a feeling of, you know, is this safe? Because you can sense the desperation of those people who are begging and putting the wrist, you know, the bracelets on you or the people who want to take you in a taxi or the people who want to draw you or anything. Whatever they're selling, you know, they're selling that to put food on their table for that night. So you can see it in their eyes. There's a little bit of a desperation and not that I don't get it and not that, you know, I, I feel bad. I, I do feel bad, but... You know, when you are on vacation and you are so far away and, you know, whether you're, you're with loved ones or, or a significant other or something, you do have a you do have a, a little bit of a sense of concern for their safety and a responsibility. You know, that that was the story I had in the Dominican Republic when we went to uh, Samana. I think it was – I don't think they even – cruise ships even go there anymore. All I know is when I got off that cruise ship, there was a, a tender ship telling us to get back on the boat do not even consider going on this island we did anyway of course you know because we were there and we were already at the tender but the minute we got on the island we saw we saw why they told us not to get up we, we i just got this guy who was a cat I was like just take us to the beach or something he was no problem sir and i'm with uh, you know a young lady who you know looks very pretty dressed in a nice little you know dress they start taking us through these neighborhoods that you just have to just no. there was no shoes people didn't have shoes people didn't have uh <clears throat> excuse me people didn't even have you know anything it was just a pure pure desperation and i was like you know what everything would probably be fine but what i'm gonna do is err on the side of caution 
So what I said to myself was, you know what, this girl's here. She's got a, she's got a family. I want to get everybody home safe. I don't really know where I'm going. This looks sketchy as hell. And uh, if it was just me and a couple of buddies, we would have looked at it as like an adventure and had a blast with it. But I don't know. It just there was a sense of desperation. Like I said, just just the lack of just anything that these people had. It would look like, you know, beaten down by a couple of hurricanes and people just in a bad, bad shape. So I decided to say, you know what, do me a favor. I, I think I don't want to go as far away from the cruise terminal as I originally thought. Can you please turn us around? Maybe just find us a nice little restaurant. He's like, oh, you sure? Yeah, no problem. So, yeah, we did. We turned around and then we went back to a restaurant. We ordered some fish and – uh Everybody was friendly. Everything seemed fine. I mean, the building look, did look like it was made out of clay, but, you know, whatever. When in Rome, again, we talk about that. So I eat this fish. Fish looked like it was still flapping. I was like, ah, screw it. I'm not going to... Uh I'm not going to be judgmental. I'm going to I'm going to risk it. I'm going to I'm going to jump into the culture and I'm going to eat this fish. I swear to God, within the first 15 minutes on the ship, back on the ship, I was projectile vomiting. I was quarantined in my room and uh I missed a day. I had one out of the uh 9 days of the cruise. I had one where I was just basically held up watching movies, you know, with the chills and food poisoning. And um, I'm just saying, you know, getting back to St. Martin. St. Martin is a classy island. There are people there who will try to sell you stuff, but they will show it to you. And it's got nice stuff. They'll walk over to you with the aloe plant and see if you want a massage. They will walk over to you with – they have these little cool little dolls that they sell that, uh, you know, you can – transfer them they're they're one doll and you could turn it upside down in two different directions and it one day one one position she'll be a french girl one position she'll be a dutch girl just to represent the two sides of the island and if you don't want to buy it they continue to walk they just keep walking and they don't bother you so it's a classier place where you don't feel that level of desperation desperation or danger so Right, let's get into some of the stuff that you can do in St. Martin. Now, if you want to be basic, if you want to do the simple thing and, you know, you've walked around the cruise port, you don't want to get too crazy, you don't want to spend a whole lot of money, and you are one of those people who, like I said, always likes to see the cruise ship whenever they travel in these islands so for fear of miss, uh, missing it, they have a place called Great Bay Beach. And I really like this place. I've been there, spent some time there. That was what we did for the second half after I took my tours and stuff when I rounded up my uh, my friends uh, that were still on the ship sleeping late. We just – I went back to the ship, picked them up. We got off back off the ship and we went to Great Bay Beach and it's probably about a three to four-minute ride from the port and it's a very, very nice beach. It's a very large beach. It's a very popular beach because it's very close. Um but it has everything. It has all the water sports. It has whatever you want as far as bars, restaurants, uh, sightseeing. Um, you know, we jet skied there, and the water was beautiful. And it's always nice when you can see the cruise ship. It's good for the photos when you're on the beach. Beautiful green water, cruise ship in the background. I like it. It's nothing crazy, and they wouldn't consider it. You know, you're not going to. You know, a lot of people don't talk about Great Bay Beach because St. Martin is littered with beautiful places, just over the top postcards, screensaver type stuff. And Great Bay Beach would put, I don't know, 95 to 98% of the beaches in this country to shame. But because of all the other options, uh, it's not necessarily looked at as like the place to place to be. Getting into some of those places. Maho Beach. 
Now, Maho Beach, I don't know if you guys are familiar with this. You've probably seen it on YouTube videos. But it is that world-famous beach when the plane almost hits you in the head as it's flying into the airport. You know, it's cool. You see the plane coming. You drive out. It's about 30 minutes from the cruise terminal. It's on the French side, really uh, north, maybe a little east. Uh, tons of eateries right on the beach if you want to eat, you know, drink. There's plenty of places, even the world-famous Sunset Bar. Uh you know, you go there and, you know, they have a, a a large chalkboard up. I don't know if it's a chalkboard, but it's a it's a it's a billboard that shows you the times of every flight. So American Airlines at such and such a clock, Air France is at also such and such a clock. And it and it they come in basically like every twenty minutes or so and you could see when the planes are gonna come in. And I wanted to go there for a while. I kinda got overruled every time that I would go to Saint Martin. People wanted to do, you know, whatever other beach, you know, Orient, whatever, uh, other things, snorkel excursions, day trips. But I always wanted to go to Maho Beach, and I said, damn, this time I'm going to Maho Beach, and I'm getting up early, I'm going myself if nobody wants to go. And it really, really was. I mean, you see all the YouTube videos on it, and you hear the stories about it, and the pictures, it doesn't do it, it justice. When you're standing there at that beachside restaurant, and you just see the you know, all right, so this one's supposed to come in. You don't see it. You don't see it. Up, oh, I see it. Here it comes. And it starts off, and it seemingly takes forever to get bigger and bigger. It gets like closer to you, and all of a sudden, this this giant, giant plane is right over your head. And it's like not a sonic boom, but it's you feel it in your chest, these planes flying over your head. And it's an experience, man. It really, really is. I got a couple of pictures of it. Um, unfortunately... The large plane, I think there's a 757 that used to fly in there every single day. I think they don't do that anymore. They they stopped flying that plane. But st- plenty of planes, you know, smaller planes, private jets, uh, r- regular planes just continue to fly in there. And it still is a cool experience, just not quite as cool as when that giant 757 was, you know, jetting right over your head. Some whack jobs also, you know, they also take off from there as well, and it's a freaky, freaky image when you're watching them take off because there's YouTube videos of this, and it's crazy when you see it live as well, but there's a giant mountain that's right in front of the runway. For some reason, they built <laughs> they built the runway where you take off in front of a giant mountain, and apparently you have to be a pretty skilled pl- uh, pilot, uh, experienced pilot, to be able to get over that mountain because you're pretty much just starting the jets starting the jet you're starting the plane up i don't know whatever what do you call it you start it up you know turn it over and the plane takes off and you have to immediately climb over that mountain and uh get some really really quick air so it must be a crazy experience flying out of there because you're just you know you're on the runway you're taxiing you're taking off and then boom shooting right up into the air i don't know not a big plane guy, as you uh, may have heard me mention on this podcast a few times. So I uh, wouldn't be in such a rush to fly out of that airport. But you get these whack jobs that when the planes take off and the jets do, uh, you know, start uh, <laughs> they start the engines. And I guess there's a lot of, like, kickback that comes out of it. They hold on to the fence. And you can, like, uh, if, if you don't hold on, it will blow you into the street, onto the beach, and roll you down to the shore. And a lot of people like that experience. Uh, I did, I was okay with not having that experience, but 
it looked funny and cool to watch and this and that. So Amaho Beach, and it's a really nice beach too. It's not the hugest beach. It's a it's a sh- kind of a short beach, but it's very, very popular because of all the people that want to see those planes. And there are uh, a bunch of places to eat and drink over there as well. And uh, I like it. So, and actually in that area, there's tons of hotels. There's a casino or two. There's a strip club. There's nightclubs. That's the area, you know, again, you're on a cruise, so you're there during the day. If you were going to get in trouble, if you are going to look to kind of have yourself one of those wacky nights out where, you know, who the hell knows what could happen, that looks like the area that you may want to do it. That looks like when people are staying there for land vacations, they probably have a lot of crazy nights out in that area. All right, so what's next? You have Orient Beach. That is pretty much the go-to beach of St. Martin. People love it. Of course, yeah, I can hear a bunch of people collectively saying, oh, no, Orient Beach sucks, you know, this beach. That. Of course, everybody's going to have a different opinion. There's probably uh, beaches that are you know neck and neck with Orient Beach, if not better. But when you hear about the first thing people recommend the, from a beach standpoint in St. Martin, it's usually Orient Beach. It's about 20 minutes away from the cruise port. It's on the French side. It's actually a nude beach. However, you know, you're not talking Playboy penthouse calendar nude beach. You're talking more, maybe there's a little bit of that, but it's more 65-year-old nude man-ass beach. That's not necessarily, you know, they're not, they just want to be naked. It's just a European culture. That's all they keep saying. It's not sexual at all. It's just European culture. Uh, French culture particularly, there's just nothing for people to go on the beach and, and be nude on the beach. Which, listen, again, the whole when in Rome thing. But there is – there is um, it's not like – it's it's legal for you to be nude. It's not like just a bunch of people that are nude. You'll see – you know, it'll be a bunch of tourists that have their regular swimming clothes on and then it'll be nothing for you to hear and there see just, you know, a 50-year-old guy or a 40-year-old woman or, you know, anybody, you know, just – casually with without clothes on the beach and you know you don't really it's a very calm and pristine and peaceful atmosphere and nobody really makes a big deal about it it just kind of is there it just happens i i have a um i'm gonna i have a lot of pictures and videos from saint martin i'm gonna add it to my youtube channel which is always be booked i'm gonna try to get that done by sunday today right now it's friday so uh at some point I'm going to try to put that up and uh, see if you guys uh, can see a little bit of what I'm talking about and get a little bit of a feel for this from a visual standpoint as well. Um, it's a, I mean, but let's just talk about the beach. The beach is out of control gorgeous. It's one of, if not the most beautiful white sand beaches I've ever seen. You know, it's hard. You know, you talk about all these places in St. Thomas and all these other places in Aruba. How do you measure? Like, which, which you know, one is more beautiful than the other, but... Yeah, Orient Beach, and they're all beautiful in their own way. Something about Orient. What I remember about Orient Beach is just the landscape, the the water that is just ridiculously blue. But then right beyond that, there's these gorgeous mountains, and you have this white sand beach into the crystal blue water, into these beautiful. And at the time, it was uh, March, so it was coming out of the dry season, the, the the winter and fall season. So it wasn't so green. It was a little bit more of a groundish foliage looking. Uh, feel to the mountains and the and the and the um the the trees and stuff on the mountains so it's just a beautiful beautiful landscape and it was really really peaceful uh they do have the water sports uh tons of places to eat and drink along the beach uh really really fresh grilled or fried seafood uh anywhere you want to go they have just a ton of like you know it's a beach so you're not going to have the beautiful 
back end kitchens with all the plumbing and it's it's grills mostly grills and mostly ice you know wells and stuff like that so you're not going to get you know high end stuff but you do get really really good fresh seafood uh fresh conch fritters you know fried to perfection everything is nice over there uh and the water sports now what i will say the only thing i didn't like about it is that unlike like st thomas megan's bay and stuff like that where it's kind of like protected by that cove and it's like that horseshoe thing that kind of like gives you that little setback feel so that you're not getting hit with a bunch of huge waves and stuff like that uh you don't get that with um with orient beach you get on a jet ski and you can't you can't like fly because you're getting blasted in the water it's waves it's not like you know dangerous or anything like that but you can't really you know get that speed going that comfortable just kind of fly across the water type thing because it's very very choppy and you know especially at least the days that i've gone it's always been pretty choppy and uh, you battle in the waves a little bit and then you know you get the water splashed in your face so you can't enjoy it visually as much so that was the only thing i had to complain about about orient beach poor me right i had a couple waves on a jet skis i bet you guys feel real bad about my uh totally ruined orient beach experience because of uh you know the high seas while i'm trying to enjoy my jet ski um what else okay so you also have mullet bay beach this is very popular as well. It gets pretty crowded. Sometimes that's the knock on it. It's right near uh, Mahu as well. It's a little bit down the down the road. Uh, much calmer waters. Uh, one thing you do have to watch out for is that it gets a little bit deep pretty quickly. So just make note of that if you have any uh, elderly people or if you have any children. Um, you know, as beautiful as it is, as gorgeous as it is, as calm as it looks, uh, just know that if you it. it the drop off is a little bit steeper when you when you're going out into the water. Um, they have a uh, Rosie's barbecue joint right over there too. Beautiful, delicious barbecue food. Uh, there's nothing like some really good barbecue on the beach, huh? Some like jerk chicken that's just right off the grill. Something about just a you know flame grilled jerk chicken that just doesn't do it. It doesn't do it quite the same. You can order them. some of these restaurants. They got even here. You can order jerk chicken pretty much anywhere. You, can, you don't have to go too far to find jerk chicken, but jerk chicken that is just flame grilled on the island by the people who do it best. There's just something about it that just doesn't do it. You know, it's just not the same here. Um, it's pretty touristy. Like I said, it's crowded. A lot of the land-based vacationers, the people who stay in the hotels and the resorts, go there. So just be mindful of that if you're looking for a uh, quiet, you know desolate beach that's not the place you're gonna go what else do you do in st martin downtown phillipsburg really really good area to shop uh it looks a lot like the um kind of like the downtown area of st thomas as well uh very very similar type of feel but i think it's i I think it's a little bit better as far as uh choice you have tons and tons of uh shops and stuff like that two levels a lot of the stores you have uh the yoda guy there's a guy and this guy did it right i mean you have a guy who worked on the set i'm sure he was helped out with costume designing and some of the star wars movies and the franchise and you know star wars has just taken such a you know there's a new one out right now right it just came out i have to go check it out i don't i like this that's the only freaking comic books sci-fi fantasy you know, type thing I like. I don't get into the Avengers. I don't do this, uh, you know, Lord of the Rings. I don't do Harry Potter. I can't get into any of that stuff whatsoever. I don't know why, but the Star Wars, 
I do like. I still want to see the newest Star Wars movie. I still get into it. I still, I don't know. I guess just because of my era, that's what I liked when I was a kid. I did, um, I did have all the action figures. I did, you know, watch all the movies over and over and over again. And I was a Star Wars kid, so maybe that makes it a little bit more tolerable for me as an adult. But anyway, there's this guy who was a costume designer, a uh, scenery set designer, scenery designer, designer. And uh, I guess he had a little scratch saved up and what he decided to do. And I guess he probably has some talent so he can recreate some of the stuff he made. And he probably has a collection of the stuff that he made from the set and stuff like that. So he decided to take his operation, whatever money he had and whatever uh, a valuable value that he had to sell from the Star Wars situation and move down to uh, St. Thomas, St. Martin, Phillipsburg. And he's on the street. He's got a nice little store. It's called the Yoda Guy Movie Exhibit. It's basically just a Star Wars store. And uh, now he lives in paradise. Good for him. It's um, There's two areas down there where you can shop. There's a Front Street area and an Old Street. Both of them are just littered with clothes, you know, whatever trinkets you want to buy, any gifts, any T-shirts, um, whatever you want. Any, anything you want to do as far as shopping, go to downtown Phillipsburg and go to either Front Street and or Old Street. Now, you can uh, also do the run-of-the-mill stuff here. You know, if you want to go to St. Uh, Martin and you want to do water sports, you absolutely can. There's, you name it, they have it. They have the snorkeling. They have the zip lining. They have the parasailing everywhere. They have the uh, snuba if you want to uh, rent anything as far as, you know, snor- scuba gear, uh, boat trips, boat tours. It's all there. You want to water ski. You want to, uh, you know, uh, kneeboard. Anything. Um, none of them really stand out from the other. That's just a pretty much thing where if you want to do it, you just ask your uh, shore excursion desk or check the shore excursion list in your uh, in, in your cabin. Uh, you know, they have the other third-party shore excursion like shore excursion excursiongroup.com or you could just go online and just look you know what are the go on TripAdvisor or something and what are the what are the best rated ones but there's just so many of them you know just just late night evening cocktail cruises um what they do also have is the uh the uh, day trips that we'll get into in a second but first i want to talk about the forts you have on the french side you have fort louis now i did fort louis um and I'm gonna say it was a really cool experience. You got to do some walking. You have to do some hiking. So you got to be in uh, at least a little bit of. Uh, you have to have some strength and some uh, endurance to be able to make that happen. Not a ton, you know. If you want to, I'm sure if you want to go slow, you can go slow, and any, most people can make it up. But you are climbing essentially a mountain. Uh, I don't even know how high it is. It looked to me to be at least. I don't know. I'm gonna check after this, but I'm gonna guess because I'm curious now. But I'm gonna guess it was about. 400 400 500 feet up maybe more i don't know but you feel high when you're up there so you you go up and there's tons of stuff along the way to look at billboards and kind of uh inscriptions and um i guess just notes in in text of where you know the significance of the area that you're standing and it's really really cool stuff to look at there's a crucifix up there that's just one of the coolest crucifixes i've ever seen uh, and then you get to the top. You can see the cannons again, a lot like um, El Maro and uh, you know Cristobal in San Juan. 
a lot of cool stuff to see. And the view that you have when you're up and when you're up there, looking at the harbor, I mentioned before the sailboats, the, um, the uh, yachts and sailboats that were cruising in past that drawbridge. You get a full view of them and the harbor that they enter. And you got to check out the YouTube uh, channel for this. I want you to see what, what this looks like because there's just a, a semicircle dock that is just, uh, you know, it's almost like the one that the I think the Carnival Vista almost destroyed. I think it was somewhere in Europe. I think it was Italy. But it's like a semicircle dock where you could just fit a bunch, a bunch of pleasure crafts in there. And uh, it just they... It's just a beautiful, beautiful thing to look at from atop a mountain like that. And you can see the whole island. It's just a really, really nice, really calm, really peaceful, peaceful thing to do. You get some great pictures out of it. I highly recommend uh, going to the top of Fort Louis. Um, or is it Louis? I don't even know what it is. It's L-U-I-S. It's, it could be the Louis or it could be either Louis. You know, I'm dummy, so I could be pronouncing it wrong. Fort Amsterdam. That's on the Dutch side. You could do a guided tour or you could walk up yourself. It's not as uh, high and it's not as like, you know, just say like, you know, constructed in the same way. Or maybe it was at one point and it just wasn't maintained or it eventually fell apart. It's not as impressive structurally is what I'm getting at as the other forts, not even whether it's Fort Lewis, Lord Louis, or the ones in um, San Juan. But it is still cool, and you get a really, really cool – it's easier to get up to the top of, so that's that. But it's also um, gives you a really, really cool view of the cruise ships. A lot of people who are doing the land-based vacations or people who are just natives like to go up there really, really early in the morning because it's the perfect place to watch the sunset – sunrise, I should say – and watch the cruise ships uh, come into port. And it's, as they say, like it's a really cool – cool um experience watching the uh just the talent of the of the captains just being able to uh whoever's driving the ship to be able to maneuver into port they say it's something to see so i'd like to do that one day just kind of be there if you're going to go i would say out of all all the uh ports if i was going to do a few days in one i would love to do a, a few days in uh saint martin or you can do uh, day trips. You could do day trips to uh, St. Bart's. There's some other islands in the area. St. Bart's, they call it the French Riviera of the Caribbean. Uh, they have 21 white sand beaches. Beautiful. The only problem is it's very, very exclusive. Expensive to stay there. So a lot of famous people go there. Um, you know, it's not, you know, St. Bart's. Every, most people have heard of St. Bart's. But cruise ships don't typically sail into St. Bart's. You know, at least the, the major cruise lines don't particularly usually sail into St. Bart's so for that reason it's attractive to a lot of the uh, people who are too good for those of uh, those of us who are not you know necessarily either rich and or famous uh, but you can they can't keep you away fully so you could take a day trip over there it takes about a high uh, high speed ferry about a half hour to get there so uh, there's tons of stuff to do that. You can golf. You can go to the beach. There's water sports. Whatever you want to do with St. Bart's, if you want a little bit more of a remote experience, if you've been to St. Martin five, six, seven times, and you want to switch it up and do something else, a nice ferry to St. Bart's would be beautiful. A nice little day at the beach. Um, you hear tons of stuff about St. Bart's. People can't rave enough about St. Bart's. But again, like I said, I get all I need from St. Martin. Uh, I'm not, again, I told you, I'm not the biggest sit around, do nothing on the beach guy. 
I do like it for a little while, but after an hour or two, I get bored, I get antsy, I get hot, and I want to do something else. I want to see something else. I want to experience whatever else they have to offer uh, for the you know six to eight hours that we do have on this uh, on this island. Let's talk about some food. So it's a French island. You know what I mean? How the hell are you going to go wrong eating on a French island? If you took take take the uh, take the fact that it's <laughs> You're getting the best of French cuisine with the best of fresh, fresh seafood. I mean, how can you go wrong eating? So you have two main areas uh, if you're going to eat on St. Saint Martin. Uh, you have a Simpson Bay area. It's on the Dutch side, uh, sort of on the east end. It's kind of pretty close to the border. But And you also have on the French side, you have uh, Grand Case. So that's where uh, the main area for the restaurants are in that area. So if we're going to start with Simpson Bay, it's on the Dutch side. You got a place called Little Jerusalem, really, really casual place, almost like a, almost like a takeout looking place, but it's got really, really good fresh Middle Eastern cuisine. It's got handmade, authentic shawarma. Uh, it's nothing fancy, but if you're looking for some really, really good food that people just rave about at a great price. You can, you can go right there. There's also a place called Al Pasha. It's also Middle Eastern-based cuisine, but that's a little bit more of a fine dining experience. So you got two options. You got Middle Eastern options if you want to just kind of walk up and grab your stuff and go, or maybe just grab a table right there, real casual. Your your place is uh, Little Jerusalem, or if you want the actual sit-down experience, go to Al Pasha. Both places, two different experiences, but both of them have really, really, really um, some really good feedback about both of them. There's also a place called So French or So French. It's also on the Dutch side. Really good French cuisine. Very busy restaurant. Also a little bit more on the fine dining side, but uh, they have a ton of stuff there. Definitely recommend checking out So French. Also the Palms Restaurant. Now uh, they. Very casual environment as well. It is a f- actual restaurant, but it's more of a beachy type feel, uh, rustic type feel. They have a really wide range of cuisine. They'll give you everything from lasagna to goat to jerk chicken, and they're also uh, pretty well known for their desserts and a great place to grab uh, something to drink as well. So, if you're going to go to uh, the uh, Simpson Bay area, the Dutch side, I would recommend any of those places. Check them out. They come highly recommended. Me personally, I. I'm not looking for – I love food. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I'm a food guy. But I don't necessarily look to go in. I did that in Aruba. I did that in, a couple of times in San Juan. Every time I'm sitting in a restaurant when I'm in port and you know, f- think you know the dining experience is at least an hour, hour and a half or whatever it is, I don't – I feel like I'm missing something. I don't want to be inside in a brick-and-mortar restaurant. I want to be on the beach – you know, being from New York City and living in Orlando right now, some of the two of the hugest, best, most active tourist destinations in the world, and locals too, there's no shortage of me being able to, there's no lack of ability of me to be able to find and enjoy good food. It's more about the experience and the ambiance for me when I'm on a cruise, so I really try to find a beachside place. Um, all right, so moving on to Grand Case. Uh, this is on the, it's on the French side, it's northwest side of the island. Uh, and uh, there's some really good food in this area as well. This is the Grand Case area is the district you want to go to if you're looking to really take your food seriously when you're on the French side in St. Martin. So you got a Bistro Carabies. Uh, Carabies, I don't even know how to say this, but it's fine dining, 
Very, very busy place. Um, it's got real, real good French cuisine. They good seafood. Uh, they're very famous for their lobster thermidor. Um, staff is really, really busy, and, and, and the knock is that you're not always going to get the best in attentiveness. But uh, the owner is very vocal. He's on the floor all the time. Uh, management and ownership is very hands-on as far as working the room and making sure that, you know, touching tables and stuff like that. So when you leave uh, Bistro Caribbees, you really feel like you you own, you know the owner. You know, you know somebody there, and they give it that personal touch. There's also a place called La Villa or La Villa. Uh, fresh, fridge, uh, fresh fish, uh, delicious rack of lamb, uh, an incredible rum selection. The food has an incredible – they really, really place a high premium on presentation here. You know, they say you eat with your eyes, and when they drop these dishes off to your table at La Villa, they uh, – you're you're very impressed. A lot a lot of food Snapchats going. A lot a lot of food Instagrams going uh, out of La Villa. So enjoy that. There's no no complaints of La Villa. Really really cool place to go. Um, let's get to the important stuff now, as far as the bars. The bars that you want to be at when you're going to St. Martin is the uh, Sunset Bar and Grill. We talked about that before. It's at the Maho Beach area. Very, very big. You have plenty of, again, and you're not talking, they got food, full full on food menu, but you're not talking about fine dining. You're talking about being able to sit there in paradise, watch these planes come in, uh, have a cocktail, enjoy yourself. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's more about the ambiance, more about the experience, and, you know, they're really, really good fresh frozen drinks there as well. Uh, they have a place called Bisbee Beach Bar as well. It's in the Dawn Beach area. This is a casual place. It's tucked away. Real rustic feel as far as, you know, a lot of palm trees. Uh, when you're sitting here eating a drink, it's very, a lot of greenery, a lot of foliage, uh, green foliage. It's like, you know, you feel like you're, you know, you're in the tropical, tropical rainforest when you're, when you're drinking here. Really, really cool atmosphere to have a couple of drinks in. And they also have a place called Character. It's uh, in the Simpson Bay area. And they spell the character with all K's. So K-A-R-A-K-T-E-R. This place is a bus. The bar itself is a bus. So they gutted out a, a, a standard regular bus and they set up an actual functioning working bar. And what they did was they built a really cool set of platforms and tables and chairs and seating areas around this bus. It's outside. It's covered. But it looks like it's, – it's cool because it looks like seedy as hell because you're basically ordering drinks out of a bus. But the area around it has a nice vibe to it so uh you know a lot of people love to go have a drink at character in simpson bay also a place called bikini beach now this is at orient bay beach the the the, there's nothing to this bar uh it's a stand where you can basically get beer on ice or a quick little frozen drink out of a blender or a regular cocktail just thrown at you there's maybe four or five bar stools but it's basically look like it's put together by um driftwood (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but the draw of this bar is that it's literally right on Bikini Beach. So sometimes just where the bar is and the location of the bar can make up for the fact that it looks like it was uh, you know, built by matchsticks. Um, last but not least, they have the Holland House. Holland House is at Great Bay Beach. Um, it's part of a hotel, actually. There's a Holland House Hotel that uh, is pretty popular there. But the bar part of it, it's really cool. It overlooks the beach. Uh, it's got a cool loungy vibe to it. It looks like a really cool place to uh, drink at night. So 
It's well lit. It's got a cool casual vibe. It's kind of like got like a little bit of a sexy vibe because you know it's got a little bit of um, I don't know how would you say it like when you're one of those New York City lounges lit up with that cool like you know tinted orange or or blue lighting um, and it gives it a little little tiny bit of a high end type of beachy feel to it little my little my little bit of a Miami look and feel to it and that is the bars. That's pretty much all I got on uh, Scene Martin, ladies and gentlemen. Again, in summation, it's again full disclosure. Don't tell, tell, don't tell St. Thomas or San Juan, but it is probably legitimately pound for pound my favorite island, my favorite port to go to. If you have a chance to get there, do it. Uh, you can go back six, seven, eight times and still have stuff to do that you have not done or experienced. Any questions, any comments, any concerns, any snide remarks? All welcome. Please hit me up on Facebook. Uh, always be booked. Always be booked. At, I'm sorry, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Please again, Instagram ABB Cruising or always be booked. You'll find me either way. Most importantly, give me a little rate and review on iTunes. We're trying to get by here. You know, shout out to everybody else in the mix. Um, I love everybody else out there. I'm a, everybody else out there that that I'm a fan of that you guys know about already. I love uh, you know. The the Godfather, Doug Parker, he's the man on uh, cruiseradio.net. His podcast, again, like I would instruct you, if, you have, if you're listening to this and you haven't heard him, turn this off immediately and go listen to cruiseradio.net. Um, love the cruise dudes. Those guys are awesome. Uh, Sherry from Cruise Tips TV. I also listen to, um, what's that one, the Royal Caribbean one with uh, Matt. I forgot his last name, but... Uh, I love the Royal Caribbean one. It's just pure, I mean, overdose. Overdose on Royal Caribbean on that. Um, there's no stone unturned as far as uh, RCCL on that podcast. But I love all of them. Shout out to everybody. I uh, hope all of them have a happy holidays and you guys as well. I will talk to you before then, I'm assuming. This is a poor profile, so this ain't the Sunday show. This ain't the main show. Well, We're going to talk Sunday about, oh, by the way, uh, did I mention this already at the top? I'm losing it. I don't even remember. I don't think I did. But uh, the Splendor, that is my home ship. As you guys know, if you've heard me, that is the ship that I'm most accustomed to. Um, there's a very, very disappointing news story about the Splendor. It's all it's good news overall for Carnival and the Carnival fleet and people who love Carnival and people like me who've been bitching about Carnival, not putting enough new ships out there. But uh, Splendor, man. It looks like the Splendor is is headed somewhere where I don't want it to go. But I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Please share. Please uh, check out the 12 Days of Cruzmas. 12 Days of Cruzmas on YouTube. Share it if you like it. Comments. Do all that stuff. You know, guys. You know what we're asking for. You don't have to keep harping on it. I'm going to eventually slow down with that stuff. I'm going to try to at least. Thanks again for listening, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll talk to you next time. There's a place where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You could worries, you could drive them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Take one part sand, one part sea And one part shade of a nine on tree And the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot And I know this is the place for me Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away I love your big problems You can worry, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves Jimmy, 